everybody's good so far. I mostly just <clears throat> woke up and took the dogs outside. That's kind of nice. And yeah. am planning to play a bunch more Octopath Traveler today. Forget it! <laughs> yeah, I was looking at your Steam profile. It seems like you have, uh, like, 40 hours or something. I actually don't remember if it was It doesn't feel 40. like I've played it that much because I, it, I've had to work really hard <laughs> to, like, make time for it. But the time has just kind of gone. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And today is going to, like, I've been trying to work it out where I can just have a day where it's just all I do all day. And I'm probably going to have to do, like, check in and do some work stuff. And, of course, there's there's this, the retro breakdown podcast that we're currently recording. Oh, are we currently recording? Okay. I, I, I just started. You were like, how's it going? And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is the start of the podcast. Okay. Okay. Yes. Like, we... We both talked about recording last week and how we kind of did it with a sense of urgency because we were both busy and we didn't know when we were going to be pulled away from it. And it ended up being a really good podcast. Yeah, it was fun. So I'm like, screw it. We're, we, we're going. Yeah, it's, it's time. It's, it it's, is time now. We are wasting more time by talking about how it's time. It's true. Oh God, Octopath Traveler 2 is ways. really good and solves one of the one of the biggest issues that I had with the first game is that the <laughs> characters that? like never talk to each other. Yeah, that was crap. You get I mean, like, I, I love Octopath Traveler a lot, but that, I do too. that one thing I, I I thought was so annoying because it was like, come on. So they half fix the story. The, they half fix the situation. <laughs> okay. How so? Um, the character stories are still the character stories. Sure. They're unique to each person. They are. And they are by themselves. And the other seven characters may as well not exist in those stories. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Which, in a sense, is fine, because you're you're getting eight unique short stories. And it's that fine. is that's the that is the way that game is designed. And I've kind of made my peace with that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But now there are also side stories that involve two of the characters doing something together. Oh, that's cool. So you get the, you still get, like, in the first game, this one character's unique story where they're essentially by themselves, even though, you know, there's, there's a bit where someone has to do, like, one-on-one -on -one fights in the arena. With four people. With four people. <laughs> yeah, they had that in the first game, too, I feel like, yeah. at some point. I'm, I, I don't remember whose storyline, but I feel like one of their storylines had something similar to that, where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're totally alone, bro. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's several of those moments where it's like, are you going to be OK by yourself? You can't take that thing on by yourself. It's like you're you're right. I, I can't. Yeah. And uh... I don't need to. But the story's <laughs> going to continue. This game totally does that, too. It yeah, absolutely I mean, you... does. But you do actually get that little bit of interaction between the characters that I think the first game is really missing. The first game had the little like travel banter vignettes. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Where you'd get, like, non-voiced dialogue that were just little, you know, little, like, 30 to 60 second snippets of dialogue between characters. And yeah. this game still has that, too. But more importantly, it has actual stories that play out between, like, two characters kind of bonding over, um, over whatever, like, sort of side quest they're doing. And those are really, those are really fun and interesting. And are multi-part stories as well. That's really great. So it's just that, a, it's just a straight improvement. I I am very excited to f 
play the game. I played the demo and I was like, yeah, I don't really care about this. But then I realized, oh, this must be because it's the demo. Because I felt the same way about the first Octopath Traveler. And then, or wait, yeah, that had a demo. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, then when I finally played it, I couldn't, I played it for like a hundred hours in a week or whatever. Yeah. You know, I I did absolutely everything and couldn't stop playing it. So I, I imagine I'll have the same, the same experience with this. It's, um, it kind of gives me the feeling of like a, the same feeling that I get from Persona games where like the roughest part of the game is like the first 10 to 15 hours or so. What a, what a crazy thing to say out loud. I I know, I know. (laughs) I, it's not that it's not fun. It's just not as fun as the rest of it. I I know exactly what you mean. It's just funny to think about like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's an RPG, you go in expecting to, you know, dump 50 hours into it. Yeah, true, true. And in this case, I, I've heard, like, if you want to actually do most of the content, it's more like 150. Oh, wow, that's going to be a lot for that platinum trophy that I, I'll have to obsessively collect for it. I assume, like, I, I don't know. I'm on, I'm basically wrapping up everyone's, like, chapter twos. Sure. Um, You know, you know, the, 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 the threat of, the threat of time-consuming video games for a platinum trophy hit me really hard when I realized how many games were going to be in the battle network, the Mega Man battle network collection. (laughs) There's like six or nine of them or something like that. Yeah. And they all have like two versions and the two different collections. And I believe they, they call for, there's no on like, so the big part of what the the collection added was online stuff. I I don't mean added. I believe it was part of the original one, but you can play it online now, like easily over the internet and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thankfully there's no trophies added for, online stuff because that's the worst usually yeah but uh they do a full completion where it's like you have to and some of the things you have to get you can only get on your third playthrough of one of the games yeah 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 <laughs> so i think all of those games will be something like 300 hour platinum like for for the the two platinum trophies it would be like 300 hours yeah <laughs> speaking of Mega Man, yeah, um, yeah oh yeah uh, just last night i played Mega Man x4 for the first time what was the what was your favorite takeaway from Mega Man X4? Uh, just general, like anything having to do with words in any way. <laughs> the character yeah, intros, acting. the voice acting, <laughs> all it. of it. Anything, <laughs> anything with words. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'm, I was particularly fond of Cyber Peacock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he lives in cyberspace and wants to destroy the network system. I, uh, I'd like to also give a shout out to Jet Stingray. He destroyed the city and then escaped to the sea. <laughs> it's, I, what was what was Storm Owl is like? He, he commands space the station. space station to no, did he steal like. It? I, think I, he's, I, I don't it, know. I. Something about a space station to 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 control the air. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the space fortress. Oh yeah, space fortress. Yeah, the space. Yeah, <laughs> he stole the space fortress to control the air. Something like that, or yep, something. Yep. Yeah. Thank thank you, Mega Man X Four. I I kind of want you to play more of it. I well, I am not opposed to it, but I have to find. And or purchase a PS1 memory card. Oh, that's that's a horrible thing to have to do. All of the all of the I have like a bag full of memory cards and they seem to all be PS2 or N64. God, N64. Oh, even worse. The worst memory card. 
Because I a don't. Lot of ga- okay. Yes, but no, because like the N sixty four memory card is not that bad because you don't always need it. I, I yes, that's true. But sometimes having having to only need it sometimes makes it worse in some ways. That because, is kind of true. Because if you don't, if you and it's controller need it, mounted instead of like instead of like console mounted, so you have to like pop it in and out. And then there's it, that whole bit in in N sixty four games where it's like, okay, now you may remove the controller memory pack and insert the rumble pack. Yeah, you may insert the other peripheral we've <laughs> sold to you. Yeah, you're right. That is worse. It's it's. Memory cards in general, that was a, that, those were dark times for video it games. It was. It was rough. <laughs> it was the, I mean, to be completely honest, the worst, though, was the Sony handheld memory cards. Just like, oh, yeah, we're going to make, you need a memory card? <laughs> Get ready to pay uh, $60 for it because they're proprietary. Yeah. And, and they're never going to go on sale. And nobody else is making them. And so, uh, enjoy. you'll never use them for anything else. Oh, well, because we'll stop supporting it. But that's a different conversation. I, I heard that Sony's working on a... Uh, a new handheld. They I want that, they want those switch bucks. I I did not hear that they were working on one, Let but I did hear a rumor. I, yeah, I read something that was like <laughs> it's time for them to start thinking about it. I I so what I read was some headline talking about something from a uh, a board meeting or investor meeting. You know how they put the the notes online, or you know because they have to for their legal purposes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because they're publicly traded. Right. So I thought that it might have been in there. And now that I've said it out loud, it's probably also just the Switch Pro. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of a Switch, I, I, I had pre-ordered the Legend of Zelda OLED because that was, you know, hype level for reaching critical mass. Sure. And so I was like, well, I want to buy something. So I bought the Switch OLED and the controller. And then I was like, oh, do I really want these things? Hmm. And so I was looking at transferring from one switch to another switch and i was like nintendo you've made this far too complicated you know what i'm not buying your console not that they care they're, they're they'll they'll sell more than enough they'll probably yeah, yeah, yeah. sell out completely they but don't man, care that you're not buying it they would care if like you know you people. times a million people had the same you know they, reaction. they, they, they lost like i don't know I, they lost like six hundred dollars just for me probably because of how difficult it is to buy a a, a new switch and have it makes sense like because it's not the it's not like logging into account because i wanted to get a switch light when i yeah. saw that i was like oh that's sweet i'll buy that but then i was like oh no you can't you can't have both easily it's like okay mm-hmm. forget it and now the oled is like another 400 bucks so it's like 600 dollars that they're just not going to get because they don't have infrastructure maybe their infrastructure would cost <laughs> more than 600 dollars, i suppose but uh it would be nice when nintendo enters the year 2002 and has an online uh <laughs> system that connects between consoles easily yeah yeah i know i know (laughs) one day one day man there's stuff that i want to talk about but can't because it's work related and there's big nda stuff but yeah don't do that for yeah (laughs) it's not worth it but yeah no i i I feel you on the uh (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel you on on the sense of like I wish Nintendo could like get with it with stuff. Eventually, I yeah. I, I am I know that we supposedly have five more years of the Nintendo Switch because I think last year they said they're half at the halfway point or something. Um, yeah, that sounds right. So we have a I guess a while to find out whatever that means, right? Because maybe it means that that there's five more years of supporting it, but they're going to have a new system in two years, right? Yeah. 
I, I, I'm so curious to see what they end up doing. I really, it, that will be fun to see if Nintendo just does, hey, we're making, you know, the Super Switch, like the NES to the, the SNES or the 64 or whatever. Or if, mm-hmm. they, or if they go back to having a dedicated handheld, or, you know, handheld as the Switch and then a home console as whatever the new thing is. I don't see why they'd go back. I mean, I feel like yeah, they, I mean, to Nintendo said that about like about the switch too. A yeah. Lot of people were like, oh, this is weird. Who wants that? And then, oh, <laughs> apparently everyone, everybody, even, even other companies like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Nintendo, I, Nintendo has this, like, it's sort of a blessing and a curse because they, they've always got this need to like be different and innovate. And yeah. sometimes like, sometimes that innovation bites them because it's like you everyone just wants to keep having this thing and then you just gave them something that no one asked for and sometimes that really works out well for them because you know people didn't know that they wanted the switch or the wii for that matter yeah the wii was way more controversial for many people obviously (laughs) my 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 nintendo uh you know followers like what what's what's the what's the um What's a fanatical word for? Well, I suppose fanatical, but the <laughs> the the cult of Nintendo, yeah, right. Where it doesn't really matter what Nintendo is is um, selling, I'm going to be excited for it. I think the Wii caught way more people off guard. With, yeah, you know, this is going to be terrible. I just do you remember that photo of uh, <laughs> Miyamoto looking at the the Xbox Connect? And watching it, I, I don't think he was nearly as disgusted as the photo made him look. But when he was he was looking at like the connect at some sort of convention, and he just has this face of complete, complete like, just what is this? This is disgusting. Like, oh, just, I am just absolute disdain. Yeah, disdain, contempt. Like he is just so. I can't believe they're making something like this. <laughs> It's a, it's an old photo. I, I, wonder, I don't sure. remember this, but it was it was just like that perfect. I'm, I I'm, do love a good Miyamoto face. It, to be honest, the photo could even be from a different thing, and then people just put it with the connect because yeah. it was at the same time, and it would have like it could have just you know been one of those moments where you catch him thinking about something. And then it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, God. yeah. So I mean, who knows? But I, yeah, I did it's like love that bit where uh, it's like that really common or popular meme of uh, Sakurai saying, never ask me for anything again. (laughs) And he actually like, he actually addressed it once. And he's like, oh, I hate that. I would never say that. (laughs) People like why people shouldn't just be able to say whatever they want. Like, he's like, no, no, come on. I would. I I, I, I did not say that. I don't like that. People put those words with me because I, I, that's not something that I would say. (laughs) He's like, listen, I, I, I know I looked uncomfortable for revealing Minecraft Steve, but I still had a lot of fun, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a gun off screen point at me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I oh, forgot God. that was like the, the impetus of that image. I feel like it was, wasn't it? I think it was so. around that time anyway. I, yeah, that was. That or it <laughs> might have been. It might even have been earlier than that. It might have been like when they announced Ultimate. Oh, Maybe. Maybe yeah. I I, think- I don't. I I remember like I remember when Ultimate was being uh when was being announced, and he mm-hmm. like there was a bit in the in his message where he talked about how the entire team was had like, been like working really hard at it, mm-hmm. and then there's like an awkward pause, and he does kind of a heavy sigh. 
<laughs> and everyone's like, oh, uh, that's oh. that was the moment. That breath right there is when he decided to kill every character except Kirby. <laughs> that was the exact moment where he was like, mm-hmm. this is happening. And now they're gone. <laughs> And I'm gonna get away with it. <laughs> Catharsis. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I get to. I can get rid of everybody, and no one will. No one can say anything to me. <laughs> because it's going to make a bajillion dollars, and it will make Disney happy in, in Kingdom Hearts. It's fine. Yeah. Because because Kirby may live, but Sora gets to be the creationist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, so what, what have you, have you been into any other, any other games? Um, well, I mean, I did play the, the Power Rangers game yesterday, but you talked about making that a podcast. So that's, that's for later. I feel like that's, that should be a podcast. I think that that was one that A, you were way too excited about and B, I, I was honestly fairly excited about and I have no, no cares for Power Rangers at all, which means that the, the excitement was just because the game was cool. Yeah. No, that's like, I don't care about Power Rangers anymore other than being other than just being like, okay, well, you know, I really liked this in Gen 1 when I was a kid and then stopped caring entirely. And now I look back and I'm like, that was dumb, but at least I have some fond memories of it. Not enough where I would call it like nostalgia necessarily, but of the show itself, you mean? Yeah, the show itself. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but know, like, I, I, you know, I, I got hyped for the, you know, for the first like season or two of the show. And I watched the first movie with Ivan Ooze. Oh, I, I really liked the movie, oddly enough. I, 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 uh, I don't think I would like the movie now, but I, I also remember, wouldn't the only like thing, the show now. <laughs> the only thing I remember of the movie is the there is a frog zoid. I want I want to say the was it the Black Ranger? He had a frog. I that, that's what his mech turned in or his his i don't remember that well i just remember there being a frog gotta be funny if that's not true and there is no frog <laughs> eventually there's a frog i don't know if there was a frog at that specific moment but there definitely is a frog at some time yeah i don't know i'm not sure so uh, i don't know is there any news any anything anything exciting do we have mail how do you want to do this i don't know how i don't know how we speed run podcasts because usually we just kind of meander yeah, and we're kind of doing that now. I don't yes, have I much it. else. The big thing right now is a bunch of work stuff that is all encompassing and all, you know, basically game related, but none of which I can actually talk about. Fair. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. Um, I can share with you my stats from the Diablo beta. I got an email last night telling me how, how that I raised hell in the open beta. Oh yeah, is that like is that like your ranking or is that just what they say to everyone? No, it's just the title of the email. That then it says Sanctuary extends its deepest gratitude to you for committing over 56 hours <laughs> uh, to completing 89 story quests and slaying 45,000 monsters during testing. The local denizens appreciate yada yada yada. How long yada, was yada, the yada. beta up for you to have spent 56 hours in it? Uh two, two days. <laughs> wait hold, no, wait it's, it's no like, i think it's, it's it's i believe they're including two weekends so four days okay because i was gonna say two days encompasses 48 hours so how did you spend 56 oh it will happen <laughs> <laughs> 
what's funny it's like my dedication f- that's how <laughs> yeah right i'll just bend time and i'll use that bending time to to just play a little more of a diablo 4 beta that seems like a good idea that's a good usage of that power <laughs> yeah so i i i was like oh wow that's that's playing a lot of the beta i'm i'm very excited for this game i i cannot tell you i bought some lore books because i, I want to read some some diablo lore that I've never cared about before, but because I want to play more of the game, it's like a way to be a part of it without, you know, since I can't play it. So I'm going to read some lore that I pretty much already know, but it's fun to reread. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I get it. Like some, I will do the lore dive on the thing that I already like mostly know about just to read back through it again. Mm-hmm. When, like when I decide to do a lore dive. It's not very often. I have to be really, really attached to the franchise to do it. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I'll just sit there and read stuff that I've read before just because it's cool. Yeah, it's fine. I totally get it. I, I am. I don't know. I haven't been. I, it's, it's 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 so fun to be excited for games that are coming out in the future. It feels like a kid waiting for like that birthday or Christmas gift, right? Yeah. And it's Zelda's coming out in like a month and then the then diablo a, f- a few weeks after that i just i don't know <laughs> My, our, our podcast games have better be short <laughs> yeah, that's fair that's that's fair <laughs> so do do we do we have a mail call today i was gonna say speaking of uh speaking of short games um swoggles sent in a question just the other day you remember how we did one i think last week about uh picking things on one side of the picking yes, things yeah, on yeah, one side or another and the and the other franchise is wiped from existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So um we now have essentially the same question, but now it's a tournament bracket. <laughs> yes, awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this picture. Um it seems that the idea is that Swoggles will be Swoggles is basically just like a content producer for us at this I point. Was, I was just going to say like the the the, the producer of a TV show. <laughs> like yeah, in the background. Put this put this on air for like them to he's talk just about. he's just he's just <laughs> giving us a premise to work from <laughs> to create more content that we wouldn't yeah. have done by ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, so here's the premise. Uh oh. That evil genie from the previous question has a twin brother, the good oh, no. genie, and he's going to do you a favor and he won't take no for an answer. He's going to give you a series of game franchises and only one will survive. All other game franchises will be wiped from existence. What a good genie. Man, this is this is this is some serious uh, late 90s, early 2000s game, FA, game FAQs character battle polling. It totally is. I mean, so here's the thing. This I is really how like much those. this is how much Swoggles is committing to to the the content. Oh my god. He's giving us we one pick- part of the bracket per week. <laughs> oh, this is the best idea ever. So this week, cue the music. Which game franchise do we keep between Gex 
and Home Alone games. This is not fair. We ha we have to play a Gex game now. I know. <laughs> I feel like that's the I feel like that's the trick. Oh, you you evil bastard. Psych, <laughs> you have to play a Gex game. I remember Gex. Unless so we just say no and wipe it from existence. I mean, sure, but I still feel like we should play a Gex game. Well, we still remember, have to choose it now. I remember playing I remember watching my friend play Gex on PlayStation, then I rented PlayStation. I remember renting the third one, I want to say, for Nintendo 64. I have literally one memory of playing Gex. Okay. And that is, there was an enemy that was like a zombie or some kind of thing that I had, <clears throat> that I had beaten and then realized that I could, like, continue to hit its corpse after defeating it. And it would, like, hop, and it, its limbs would start coming off. So it had wow. this cartoon, it, it had this, like, cartoon effect of it, like, popping up in the air, and its arm would just, like, kind of fly up. And, that's, Gex, that's would, and Gex would just, like, say snarky things while it was happening. And I did that for, like, five minutes. And then my mom walked in and was like, what are you doing? Please stop that sound. <laughs> and why is there a half-dressed woman on the box? <laughs> That's Actually, the literal single thing that I remember from Gex. I, I don't know. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page of the three Gex games. And the second one has the, the game, um, uh, game Pro Exploding Heads rating system on the box itself. That's pretty strong. I, I, I'm trying to Gex enter the gecko. I, I need to see a closer image of because the Wikipedia one is too far away. Where's the PlayStation? Oh, is it just the Wikipedia page that has it? Oh, is it like photoshopped onto it? Maybe it was a greatest hits version or something. Oh, that that would make sense. But it's not the green label. I don't know. The Wikipedia page has it on. That it seems like it seems like fake news. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it might really just, someone just photoshopped the Game Pro exploding head onto the onto the box just to let you know what they think of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't know, but it's not it's it's too small. Like when I try to click on it, you can't read what the exploding heads are for. Because like there's some exploding heads, and one of them has like their mouth over it. Maybe, man, did I play this on Game Boy? Should we play the Game Boy version? Of oh, that would be amazing. I feel like that's the route we take here. If we play Gex, I think I own the Game Boy one. Is there See, a Game Boy Home Alone game? I don't know. Game Boy. That feels. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're we're like seven art? months out from that, but we're doing that. Oh, this is. Well, this has to happen. Mm hmm. 100%. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, well, for, <laughs> let's go for, for now. Hmm. So, OK, we have the bracket. Love, love that, like, green, thick pixel art of Harry and Marv. I mean, that's some impressive pixel art. It is. You know. They actually, yeah. you know, what's crazy about it? They actually look kind of attractive. Yeah, like, they're. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, they this... don't they look like they're characters, but like, but like kind of. Like a oh okay well less so there. <laughs> this one looks like something terrifying is about to happen. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like it is, but yeah, the it close up on them like they kind of look like a, they got a little glow up. Yeah, 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 totally. 
What the hell? I did not know. I think this. I think this decision is easy. I'm going with Home Alone for myself. Because we do, we both have like a storied history of having a lot of fun with Home Alone games. Even though I don't think there's any doubt that they are objectively worse. Yeah. Games like, yeah. but we have a history and a tradition of playing Home Alone games on the podcast. And we've had fun doing it. And we have no such tradition with Gex. So we that we kill Gex. Yeah, easy. Sorry, Gex. You 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 were canceled anyways. Where was it? Not I mean it was just literally like they were going to be oh, more Oh, right. Games. They stopped. Yeah. No, I don't mean that I don't Not mean like, like socially the, canceled. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean like the 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 current the current year version of uh, canceling. You like you never know like some of the some of that stuff from the 90s you go back to it is like ooh. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I have no idea because it was supposed I, to be edgy and yeah, exactly. I was like, I could totally see it. I, I truly don't remember anything other than renting one of the Gex games for Nintendo sixty four, and I, I there's a chance that I own a Game Boy Color version. I'm not sure how or why. Let's see here. How long to beat Gex? Five hours. We could do that. So which, Eight with which extras? Version? That's we, like we, two streams. We could do the six. The is that a Sega Saturn? Holy hell! Version of Gex. It has been a minute since we played a Sega Saturn game. I mean, I it's it's got the so according to the game rankings, 3DO has the highest ranking for Gex. Okay, listen, that's just because like if it's at the same level of quality as the other versions, it's gonna get a higher ranking on 3DO because what else are you gonna play on the 3DO? <laughs> yeah, well, it, cause the PC is around 70, uh, Sega Saturn's around 70, the PS1's like 61, or 63 rather. Uh, so, we, I would say Sega Saturn or, <laughs> or PS1, isn't Sega Saturn more annoying to, to, to get ROMs for? I mean, to upload your version of the game onto your computer and then play it? Um... I think it's not as uh, I think it's not as well supported just because it's not as popular a console. But I mean, every Saturn game that we have podcasted on the channel, I've emulated. So yeah, I guess I did, too. It wasn't really a problem. It'll work. It'll be fine. OK, yeah. Let's, let's, uh... I, I remember having a difficult time with Panzer Dragoon because all of the uh, all of the audio files kind of like un unfurled as their own things. And there was like. 50 of them or something yeah. like that yeah okay that's what i'm remembering is setting up I, I don't know i remember pressing a button and then having it work yeah but it was it felt like it was unloading a bunch of stuff at once yeah we well, haven't no, played was... anything on i just went through the 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 uh, listings we haven't done anything on saturn since guardian heroes and that was last august yeah yeah let's let's so... play let's play gags we're not we're not saying when because we've got point. other plans, but yeah. sure, we'll put that on the we'll put that on the list. <laughs> this As... bracket's about to change. He, now, now it's going to be a list of the, the their favorite games that they that we haven't played yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Wait, wait, wait. I, I I I know we can move on in just a second. Okay. But enter the gecko, uh -huh. the second gex game on sixty four. Yes. Right. A, a special level. It's unique to the 64 about the um, RMS Titanic. Titan Titanic. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. I mean, I knew Words. what you meant, and so did everyone else, but... Words. My, I think I that... Um, I think that we've just... We've just um, <clears throat> made the determination that this week's episode is called uh, The Bouncer for PS2 and the HMS Titanic. Titanic. But but it has an entirely underwater level. But but six other levels were removed. What? Yeah, so the 64 is missing Lava Dabadoo, Texas Chainsaw Manicure, and Mazed and... Uh, confused. Oh, I hate this already. Manicure. Manicure. God, I, I literally cannot speak words at all today. Let's move on. What, well, it's next? a good thing that we're not recording an audio-only uh, entertainment vehicle that in, that requires you to do nothing but speak words. Yeah, the words are having a hard time. It's okay. It's Saturday morning, and we're just... We're, we're having a relaxing time. It's all good. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's bounce. Let's bounce. The bouncer. I had to, I had to put the awkward silence in there because like even though I realize that the reason that awkward silence is in there is because it's basically like several sec it's like a couple of seconds at the end of that opening FMV and then a load time and then and then the guy says the bouncer. You're still kind of staring at the opening title screen for like three to five se- seconds and then he says the bouncer and it's like oh hey. I like to believe um, it was a style choice. It might have been a style choice. There were lots <laughs> of style choices. <laughs> so my memory of this game is wrong. In okay. Every way. So, okay. So I, Kyle had the game when it came out. He had a PS2. Okay. I did not have a PS2. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, I heard this game was really terrible. It's like, yeah, it's not that great. I beat it in a couple hours. Okay. Like, okay, cool. Let's try it. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember playing it, and then I don't remember anything else, and I kind of remembered – I don't know how I – had some memories of some story beats but when when you were playing it i didn't remember much of anything Mm -hmm. i don't think i i think i played the game for like a stage and turned it off and then very possible told me the story there's there's lots of games like that where it's like oh yeah i definitely remember this game but i never saw like stage two or three (laughs) yeah and and i don't I don't feel bad because I, I had the I had the game on my computer and I was like, oh, I'm going to load it up and play it. Then I watched you play and I was like, <laughs> I'm not playing this. <laughs> I'm not playing anything to do with this because I was going to play a different character route mm-hmm. uh, because I genuinely didn't know that there were different character routes. I didn't remember any of that. You you like I joked about it. it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there might be different endings or different character routes. And you're like, lol, yeah, the bouncer has different routes and different story beats. Yeah, to be branching fair, branching paths in the story. Ha ha. The, the 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 branching paths are pretty much just when you get you go through the magical trap door and then you play as a, a different character for that one part, and that's more or less the the only real difference. Well, it is, I think, also possible to like find the key for the train, but I don't know what that changes really. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, those, so, so, so for those who don't know. Uh, the Bouncer is Squaresoft's first game on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out around the time, like within the first year of, of release. I don't think it was a launch title per se, but it was it was in the first year. Um, it stars a guy who definitely just looks like Adult Sora because Nomura yeah, did all the Tetsuya Nomura did all the character designs. I think they he even said at some point that Sora was 
like that character in spirit or something. Yeah. I, I believe that was mentioned at one of those, like some kind of conference or event where he talked about that. And there's very little bouncering that goes on. Like you no, start. He puts his life on the line every day to he... save people's lives. The the game starts in a club or a bar of some sort that barely gets any sort of like barely gets any sort of play at all. I don't even know if we established what the name of it is. It's on Dog Street. Yeah, I know it's on Dog Street. And a and a fifteen year old helps run the bar. Yep. Also, in the story, they talk about how it's been a year since you've been there, and they they remember when, you know, you just first got there, which then means that she was actually 14 running the bar. But then you were, like, maybe 17 or 18? Yeah, I was, I think the main character would be 18, because then the, you're 19, I want to say, in the game. Yeah, that sounds right. The difference between, a four-year difference between people is nothing once you're older, but the difference between a 15-year-old and a 19-year-old is creepy. It is. You're not wrong. That's, You're that's, not that's, wrong. And then it's, it, I suppose I mean, it's, it's like, fine. To put it into perspective, it's like, let's, like, how do we feel about a middle schooler dating a college student? <laughs> it's it's not great. Not great. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fine because, you know, she, she's a thousand year old dragon robot. And so she's not actually yeah. that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that one. But, you know, it's, it's sort of funny at the end of, um volts ending so his ending the the one thing that they talk about is they're sitting around in the bar after you bolt the satellite the story yep. beats don't matter too much don't worry about it guys i mean let's let's run through them real quick because okay. like you start they out a lot, a bar, but they don't matter some special some special forces come in and kidnap the girl who helps run the bar then like 12 minutes later you're on a runaway train with rocket fuel that's yes. about to explode. Then you're in like some sort of underwater base. Then there's a panther playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Then you fight a guy and you win, but you actually lose. And then, you, and then he, he kills your b- before he kills your master that you're supposed to care about. Yeah, that you just met two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, then you fall through a trap door and then you fight your way out of the trap door area. Then you go to space. Yeah. Or at least, like, the stratosphere, if not, like, technically space. And then you fight a man in overalls. You fight a man in overalls, and then that time you win, but you, it's, it's not his final form, and then you win again, and then maybe there's another form if you get the true ending, but I didn't yeah, care. The, the true ending is he just takes his overalls off. <laughs> Do you, did you look it up and are serious, or is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, I just I just know he's shirtless. That's all I know. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's it. I don't believe there's any extra story for doing it. How how would a Yakuza game handle like a de-shirting of a character if it's just suspenders? I don't know, but I would like that a lot. <laughs> I wish Kiryu wore suspenders at some point. Or just overalls. Well, anyway, that's basically the story, and everything else that happens doesn't matter. Some people are robots or clones. Yeah, the girls the girls are robots, so the satellite explodes, and then you're, you and Volt are talking. Scion and Volt, or whatever your name is. Sion, what's his name? Sion, I think. Sion, yeah. And Volt are talking. And Volt's like, hey, how's how's uh, Dominique been? He's like, oh, she's great after the satellite exploded. And he said something, oh, well, you know, she's not going to age as we do or whatever. 
And oh. he's like, that's... Oh, no. And then <laughs> Siona's like, that's fine. I don't want to tell her yet. I want her to live a normal life for now. <laughs> and she'll figure it out eventually. And, and Volt's like, maybe so. And then, then he's outside and I don't know. But but does that imply that she lost her memory of everything? I don't remember that part of this when you were playing. I know. I mean, from context, and I didn't I didn't see that scene. But like, it feels like what's being what's being referenced there is like she doesn't know that she won't age. But so she, she doesn't know that, know that, that she has this like weird immortality, non-aging power. And he's like, well, let's just not tell her that that's a thing. Yeah, because it'll be fine in two years when she looks the same. Shouldn't she have already figured it out? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but it does make it more creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Because it's like, hey, she's 15 and cute, and she'll stay 15 and cute. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Japan. Thanks. So tell, tell me what it's like to punch things in the bouncer. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um... It is in some ways it's serviceable. Um, the so? the game got a lot better when you started using special moves, but then the special moves were like the only things worth using. Ah, uh, okay. Um, on paper, it's decent. Um, it's you know, three D beat 'em ups were kind of a hard thing to manage at this po- at this point in gaming history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in terms of like targeting and stuff like that it's not terrible but it just the punches and kicks and stuff don't have very much impact um there's it's very difficult to tell whether you're getting like a full like is is the enemy being like hit stunned so you can finish your combo or are they just going to interrupt your hit string and start hitting you back or, or is your is your teammate going to fly into you from across the screen? Yes. Or is someone <laughs> going to get knocked down and knock you down and you take way too much damage from having someone knocked into you? It's 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 hilarious to watch, but man, that must have been frustrating. It's play. very frustrating. And most of the game has you fighting like three on honestly, three on three. Yeah, with like yeah, yeah. you and your two AI teammates taking on like two, three or so enemies and it's chaos it feel it seems like it should feel really good but your teammates aren't useful and more often than not get in the way or get knocked into you and specifically damage you yeah and it's, it's it didn't i didn't notice how bad it was really until it started giving me some solo missions and i could actually like manage the enemies on the screen and mm-hmm. i realized how ridiculously much better that felt <laughs> like the That's, the whole game is better if you just get to pick a character and fight with only that character. That's sad. And and mind you, the the game is incredibly short, and there wasn't even that much. F- like, there, there's like what forty five minutes of fighting and like forty minutes of cutscenes. It does and feel then, that way. It's 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 a very like late nineties, early aughts SquareSoft game. Like they wanted to make the cutscenes. Yeah. Well, and they just didn't have. I don't know if it's a budget or the time or what to to make more like to well, do it more. feels like they had a lot of budget for cutscenes and that's where they spent all of it. Oh, true, true. Yeah, no, you're right. not like the- making the cutscenes is expensive. It oh, really, man. to be honest, it feels like 
this was essentially their tech demo for like, look what games can look like on this console. It, yeah, well, it feels like they didn't know how to manage their their resources very well, because as you aptly pointed out, this was the time of Final Fantasy Spirits Within. So we can say mm. rather emphatically that they did not know how to manage their uh, resources very well. Yeah, they literally like they so made Spirits Within himself. almost went out of business and then had to merge with Enix essentially to save the company. Yeah. So I, I think that has to be part of the the mess of of this video game. Yeah, but it feels like in a lot of ways, this is kind of a precursor to Final Fantasy X, because True. a lot of the a lot of the graphical. Um, yeah, the game looked pretty damn good for a Yeah, it, a it, you know, it does look like Final Fantasy X in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the graphical um, sort of style reminds mm -hmm. me of stuff that they then went on to do on the PS2. Um, so, it, like, in a weird way. The bouncer is like Catherine. Okay. <laughs> Stay with me for a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> um, so it was well known that Atlas and Persona team made Catherine as a way to make sort of a, you know, a sort of weird, like non-series focused side game. But it was their ah. it was their opportunity to play around with more advanced character models and have a focus on cutscenes and more expressive characters by making a more dramatic focused game where the cutscenes play a huge role and then the gameplay itself is relatively rudimentary. Right, right. Because their whole thing was like, this is our this is our training ground for improving and, you know. Improving and sort of upscaling our models for future for f future Persona games. I, you know, that makes a lot of sense when you put it when you think about it like that. Like this was basically, hey, you know, we need we need to take time and we need to spend a bunch of effort uh, understanding the, the ins and outs of how this all comes together to make the next Final Fantasy game anyways. So let's just make a game out of all of that yeah. <laughs> work, too. Yeah, we can't like we can't really afford to just do all of that and then not have it result in anything. So what you get is a game where like it is quite frankly graphically and presentation focused with the actual gameplay itself being like still good and like it's fine, but it's not really the core focus. And yeah, that's essentially yeah. what Catherine is. Like, Catherine's a good game, but that's not really the point. The point is they have all of these dramatic cutscenes, and, like, that's where a lot of the gameplay actually is. Mm -hmm. Is just like, wow, these characters are really expressive. You've got voice acting, you've got cinematography, you've got all of the dialogue and stuff. And that's, like, really what they were focused on, is, like, making that stuff really good. And then there's also a game there. And that's kind of what the bouncer feels like. It feels like yeah. they wanted to make a lot of shiny cutscenes and kind of like cut their teeth on the new hardware and make their models look really good, make their graphics look really good. And there's also a game there. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of, of the bouncer. But boy, is boy, is that a game like it doesn't feel that good to play, except like I didn't realize this, but you showed me that ending fight with uh, with Ko and apparently he has some kind of like 
<laughs> so he's got like this really like low, like knuckles scraping the ground kind of body twisting uppercut that knocks someone way up into the air and it just combos into itself yeah, on so a just juggle. Keep doing it repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. It's like the final the final boss fight of his route is just like he juggles his superior in the air with repeated uppercuts. <laughs> it's so silly. I think this also game... oh, yeah. speaking of Ko, Steve Bloom. Yeah. Is in this yeah. game and is <laughs> completely wasted. Oh, I mean, all the voice acting is it's clearly re- it's I, I think this is one of those situations where they just read a script. Yep. I mean, without even the script, just read their character. Lines Your lines. It. Yes. Read yeah. these lines. What line comes watch... before? What comes after? Don't worry about it. What's the name of the game? Shut up. Read the lines. Because if you watch the ending to Volt's story when he's talking to Dominique, the way that he's responding to what she's saying makes like it makes sense in if you were just read the words, but how he's saying it, it would it should be different. Yeah. Yeah. This is very common in this era. It was like it was very early on in in voice acting mm-hmm. and um, Japanese companies in particular, uh, you get a lot of this with Capcom. You get a lot of this with Square. They were super, super, super protective of their um, of their their properties and their scripts and stuff. So they would just. Like, they would not let their voice actors have any more information than necessary. In some cases, they didn't know what game they were working on. Yeah, yeah. They just had a script with their lines, and they were like, read these lines. And that was all they got to know. I think Silent Hill 2 was like that. (laughs) Or one of the Silent Hills, maybe one. Two, I think, was actually not bad. Um, I think Resident Evil was like that. Resident Evil has to be. <laughs> um, just, and and a that. lot of a lot of voice actors from that time have come out and said, like, this is this is how it was. I didn't know that this was the game I was working on. I had a I had a paper with my lines on it and they told me to read them. It seems so insane. <laughs> I, I don't it's it's just so weird because it's not like it would have. I, I guess they're more worried about disclosing information about it as opposed to creating it. Uh, characters that people cared about i don't know yeah i mean i think there just wasn't that much focus on like we don't need it's a video game so the fact that there's voices in it at all is enough yeah well it's it's weird though to use the it's a video game thing when it's a company making video games right right like it's not like it's a movie studio saying it's a video game well yeah but i'm saying like in the 90s video games did not really see themselves i don't think as like cinema Mm mm-hmm so, like, the stuff that's important to cinema, like, good camera work and good good voice acting and actual, like, and good, like, script writing was all, like, kind of secondary. Yeah, no, I, I completely un- agree with what you're saying and understand. It's it's still just, it's funny because it's, there had to have been people on the team that were, that were you know, huh? Why, why are we doing this? Would you want to watch this? Like, like we yeah. like playing video games. Wouldn't we be laughing at this if we were, uh playing this with our friends on the sofa do you know what i mean like because i remember the, the watching final fantasy 10 which had pretty good voice acting overall everyone likes to make yeah. fun of that one part but it actually makes sense and yeah it's it like is exactly the way it should be in context um and it's that supposed had, to be awful fake laughing yeah and i that the the voice acting in that was cool but there there were 
and I remember I didn't care that much about Final Fantasy X when it came out, but I liked playing. I had a, a lot of fun playing the game, and I was engrossed in the the story and the characters and stuff. Just the voice acting added an element that was new, and that was fun and exciting. Yeah, but absolutely. There were games like Resident Evil that had voice acting that we we just laughed about, like even before we knew that it was dumb and stupid. Like it just was obviously dumb and stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's weird to, you know, who's upset about that? Because here's the thing, like in a, in a, you know, in the development studio, there are people who care about different things and people mm-hmm. who are like, no, we can't send it out like this. It's bad. And then there's like the producer and the director who are like, don't worry about it. It has to ship. Mm-hmm. You know who's upset about it is the script writer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know how much control the script writer has over like the state that the game goes out in? Basically none. Yeah, I'm just going to be like a, a the screenwriter for a, for a movie. Yeah. As like, this isn't how I want to... No, shut up. <laughs> yeah, there's it's, been I, I imagine it's, what, it's like what working in QA must be like, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's yep. like, okay, I found yep. 500 bugs. And they're like... Some of them are fatal. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, so which ones, like... Which ones are obvious, are easy to trigger and will crash the game along the main story path specifically? Okay, there's like five. All right, we'll fix those ones. <laughs> the rest the rest of them, WNF, will not fix. <laughs> it's gotta go. It's gotta go. Oh, man. Like, if you, like, for for instance, like, the people who worked on QA for, like, Sonic Boom. <laughs> right mm-hmm. like i have no doubt that they worked their asses off and were summarily ignored yeah for the six weeks that they got to actually work on it probably <laughs> i can only imagine the you you get the game to play it's like you know uh sonic 06 and you, you don't you don't even know where to you don't even know where to begin (laughs) yeah you you work on it one day and you have like a five page bug report and they're like we don't care we don't this is just a formality so we can put you in the credits (laughs) just make sure it it, like can you start the game can you finish the game that's all that matters (laughs) through through your trials and tribulations that's as long as you can get through it it's fine you know what you know what's funny actually um, I, I've heard many stories from the, uh, from the front lines of QA. You know what actually comes up fairly frequently? What's that? Make sure the achievements work. <laughs> it's like, game-breaking bugs? Eh, they probably won't find that. But, but damn it, the, the achievements gotta work, because the, if, if the achievements won't work, we'll fail compliance. Oh my god. It's it's completely wild the way things get prioritized. I, I can see that. The, you know, the the Avengers uh, game when it came out, one of the one of the achievements and trophies was bugged, and it was pretty much impossible to get. Um, and the I, I I was curious how to get it because that was the last one that I needed. And the the internet was well, the trophy hunting or achievement hunting side of the internet was so furious about mm-hmm. this trophy not unlocking and it was i I mean i didn't really care that much because they said that they were going to be fixing it in the next update but Mm -hmm. there was just page after page of people you know saying that this was the problem like this is the it's it's clearly things like this that are causing the game to be bad and so you're right when there's (laughs) when there's 
something like that that can just trigger this this then you know cascading effect of oh this achievement doesn't work the whole game must be bad yeah <laughs> i mean well it's not even good. just like it's not even like a public perception it's right, no, literally no, it like end. yeah it, yeah it's literally like when you are submitting it to like xbox for to make sure that it's a you know to get their sort of seal of approval yes yeah, so like yeah it, it works it's like okay does the game start does the game finish do the achievements work all right it's compliant yeah right like no, no, that, no, no. that those are the things anything <laughs> that doesn't if directly affect whether it's like <laughs> compliant with their standards screw it i mean obviously not every game is like that like Sometimes some games actually care about their QA, but a lot of people in QA have, you know, pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of stuff that was submitted to them by QA that they're like, yeah, that's going to be too much work. Mm -hmm. Also, the music in the bouncer sucks. I, I don't I don't remember any of it. I I remember being in certain areas and being like, wow, this music is not good. There's like a couple that were like trying to do sort of creepy sounds and it just kind of comes off as like almost incidental random note music. Oh, you didn't. Did you did you watch the video of having to do Simon Says? OK, so so one of the characters routes, um, Steve Bloom's route, once mm -hmm. you fall through the trap door, you land and you you, you put on someone's you, you, you actually say the excuse be princess line and then you beat him up and put his clothes on and then you have to sneak through the level and do you have to match the other enemies poses like each button press uh corresponds to a different type of pose and then you have to go through and do simon says they play some goofy like sultry kind of jazzy music there that 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 was sort of out of place but i don't know it was all right <laughs> i should go watch that i did not yeah. see that part i yeah, watched the i watched the boss fight with the uh with the uppercut air juggles but um oh, i didn't you, i didn't watch should, that part you need to you need to watch that that bit because it's it's ridiculous i don't understand why the entire game is ridiculous like i had a really good time with it but like probably not for the reasons that it thinks well that's um, so picture playing this game though by yourself i yeah. don't think it, it wouldn't have been it would have been such a miserable experience because the joy of playing the bouncer is because everyone knows it's bad and you're playing it with other people that you can laugh at it with. Yeah. And people being people who know the game really well, being able to add context to it and kind of like enjoy it. It enjoy like my reactions to things that they know are coming. Like, yes. Yeah. And and being able to really lean into that, like that did make it a lot more fun than it would ordinarily have been. But it is still a, you know, I think you said you remember playing some of it, but you don't remember very much of it. I feel yeah. like if I had been playing it offline on my own, I wouldn't have remembered very much of it. It's, but it's, like, because like it, everything just kind of happens. There's no real connective tissue between different bits. There's like, here's a stage. Here's a boss. We're on a train now because we're going to the place and there's a rocket fuel. And now there's like it's flooding. And now there's this boss that we're supposed to care about. And now there's the Panther lady and <laughs> like, it's just, there's just all of this, just all of these things just kind of happen with no real fanfare. And yeah, here's, you here's wouldn't some random uh, it, sexism voice lines. Yeah. 
you don't get a whole lot of chance to like really connect with or care about anyone that you're that you're seeing or talking to. Everything just kind of happens. It's all very go, 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 go. I mean, listen, and the, the oh, sorry, go ahead. And and like in a context of like having an audience and being able to enjoy together, like in a mystery science theater kind of way, like what the hell is going on right now and make comments and snark about it. That's really fun. But like, I think that in a in a room by myself, I'd have been like, that's dumb, whatever. Yeah, you, you almost you, for me, it would have been a moment where, oh, man, I can't wait to tell somebody about this. But if I if if but experiencing it alone may not have been enough to push me through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, because a lot of it is like you can explain it, but you really just have to be there. Yeah, because in, in explaining it, it doesn't it's, it's not quite you got to see it. This is really, this is effectively what we're saying is this, this podcast is not as exciting as watching Dean play through it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, this is one of those games where I absolutely think that the, the optimal way to enjoy it is to watch someone else play it. Yeah. Because I didn't have a ton of fun actually playing it, but. I think this is the game that also, so I, uh, it was developed by dream factory yes and then i think because the game did so poorly square like cut them out that sounds right because i don't remember hearing about them from anything else yeah i don't know what else they did i well they did air air geese god bless oh the oh oh dude didn't you know that so when the bouncer was first when they were showing screens from the bouncer everyone thought it was air geese too that, yeah that's what people thought it was originally was well was that god bless and the ring god bless the ring oh okay perfect sure why not <laughs> i don't know what the fuck else to talk about there's not really much else <laughs> which is wild i thought we were gonna be at this for like a really long time but there really I isn't that much <laughs>